Well, we haven't been leading the show with a whole lot of transfer portal talk, what, over the past week or so, because, well, the transfer portal talk for the past week has pretty much consisted of, hey, Zalance Hurd, waiting on that, probably going to go to Tennessee, we'll let you know when he finally decides, but don't get your hopes up. I guess we can just go ahead and get it out of the way today, because there is a crystal ball in for Zalance Hurd to Tennessee, not a surprise. And Matt Zenitz of 24-7 Sports put this out. The expectation is that former LSU five-star offensive tackle Lance Hurd is going to transfer to Tennessee, sources tell, at 24-7 Sports. So, uh, I'm going to guess that we could probably hear about that officially in the next 24 to 48 hours, more than likely. It feels as close to done if it's not done already as, as it's as it's been. So, thus, uh, th- this might officially end the transfer portal talk for uh, the winter uh, cycle for us. Yeah, Zenitz is pretty dang good at his job. I believe he's actually the one that broke the news that Muleshoe was going to USC. So, when you see it from him, that's as good as confirmation. Oh, when his pal uh, Bruce Feldman in in that Muleshoe's. Media pal, Feldman. Yes. And, um, oh gosh, who's the guy at uh, CBS? He lives in the Kansas City area. Uh, Dennis Dodd. Dennis Dodd, yeah. yeah. I think those are his uh, his two boys when it comes to the media. Funnel stuff through. And the uh, guy he did the podcast with when he, uh, you know, <laughs> lied about the whole uh, breaking into the home and texting his uh, daughters and stuff like that. But, yeah, that, that kind of ends our discussion, really. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the portal and what's going on across the country, but... I guess if we want to talk about OU in the transfer portal, we have to talk about the position groups that they might pursue in the spring transfer portal, right? And that's without knowing for sure what players are going to be available. Now, they're going to have to process some guys after spring ball. Numbers-wise, that's just where we're at. We've talked about that. But how active of a player do you think OU will be in the spring transfer portal cycle? And are we still talking about one or two offensive linemen when the second portal cycle comes around. What do you think initially on that? I think Oklahoma will move to add another offensive lineman at least. And Like, who knows? There are enough dudes hitting the portal right now from Washington and Arizona that this might not be the end. There may be another guy that we are compelled to discuss from the portal ranks within the next few weeks. But... I think the safe money is on Oklahoma just wait until after the portal or after the spring second portal window to go ahead and make an effort to add another portal offensive lineman. That's the way I say things just because, you know, even though you do have a bunch of Washington and Arizona dudes hitting the portal, as I mentioned yesterday, what you have to assume is that the odds favor their former head coaches at Alabama and Washington. I, and there, there used to be two distinct portal cycles that happens, but like, okay, here's the here's the winter cycle, and then that one officially closes, and then you wait a few weeks throughout spring ball, and then okay, well, here's the spring portal cycle. I feel like they're all going to start running together now with some of these jobs that are open right now and may be open here in the next few days if Harbaugh leaves Michigan. So we could be we could be talking about the same players that we're talking about now in the portal. When the uh, spring portal cycle officially starts. Who who knows? It seems like it's not two cycles now. They just kind of all run together at this point. But Zalance heard. There you go. It's as 
close to as official as it could be, he's headed to Tennessee, which I'm sure brings up the old fun NIL conversation amongst the fan oh, base. Oh, it huh? has. It sure has, Tyler. Isn't that just the most fun conversation to have? It's going to bring be up a the old NIL discussion and uh, how OU should handle it moving forward if they need to change it. I mean, we'll take texts on it. I, I did put it out on our at uh, KREF Sports accounts. I put out a question. Let's talk about it, Sooner fans. In your opinion, what's the ideal approach to NIL for the OU football program? And that is definitely a topic, and I've already seen it in our comments, um, where no two opinions – there's a lot of differing opinions on how OU should handle the transfer portal, for sure. But the thing is, I guess the teams that have – has there a team that's really gone in on the portal heavy – that's won something substantial up to this point? No. No, there is not. Doesn't feel like it. No, there is not. And that could change. That could change as soon as next year, potentially. But it doesn't feel like it's happened It's happened yet. Go back and look. And I don't have the numbers right in front of me. But go back and look at where the last three recruiting classes and the last three portal classes rank for the teams that just played in the national championship. Michigan and Washington. And what I promise you those numbers will illustrate, and what I promise you is still 100% true, is that coaching and development matters more than anything else in college football. And teams that are coached well and teams that develop their players well are going to have sustained success. You might have microwave success with the portal. You might have microwave success buying players, but... Whether it's over the course of a few games, over the course of a full season even, it proves to be a flash in the pan. Let me see if it, if it works this way or not. Um, like when you look at OU's issues from this past year, 10-3 and three season, capable, I think, should have accomplished more on the field last year. But at any time, did you, did you, did you look at OU last year and say, dang, NIL is the reason as to why the, they, they didn't get over the hump and have a better season last year. And I guess you could always have the rebuttal of, well, if you're heavy on NIL, you got better players and those mistakes happen. Like, I just think OU has discipline. Like, discipline's an issue. Special teams is an issue. Some certain things are an issue within the team right now. I guess I just don't look at NIL as the big issue for OU at this point. And maybe some do. That's, that's what the text line is for. OU has far larger issues than NIL. And they don't, like, they don't, I, I, that maybe sounded wrong. They don't have any issues that I would consider to be endemic or glaring. And I certainly don't think that about NIL. There's a listener that said, hello, TCU made the championship game on the portal. No, they freaking did not. Did they say chameleonaire? They meant championship. They, they talk about chameleonaire a lot. I like that. Like, look, look at all the top performers on that TCU roster that went to the national championship game in 2022. Max Duggan, he's there as signed a with TCU out of high school. Amari DiMercato, Kendra Miller, uh, Jamoy Hodge, Nook Bradford, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, Quentin Johnston, Tay Bar. Like, you can go on down the list. TCU did not make well, the championship game on the portal. TCU made the championship game because they developed the guys that they had. And that's right, but I think it's a different conversation. Like, the portal and NIL conversation, and, and yeah, there are times where those go hand-in-hand, hand, but I, I think it's a 
a little bit different as well. Like, OU is still very active in the portal. The question really is more about NIL. But you're right, Max Duggan had a year that nobody thought that he was going to have. Yep. And Max Duggan was playing, uh, I mean, he, I think he was starting games as a, as a freshman. What, he was playing against OU in 2019, I think, when TCU came to Norman and almost won. And even if that were true, even if that statement were true, that TCU made the championship game on the portal, it still would illustrate my point about microwave success. Sure. What is the nature of a microwave? It's on a timer. Uh, and so if that was what TCU got out of a huge play into the transfer portal, even if that was true, well, guess what? They still dropped right back to reality in 2023 and didn't make a bowl game. 918 Michigan State made a run a few years ago with a lot of transfers. Um, do you mean 2015 when they made the playoff, or did they do something a little bit more recent than that? Because I thought Michigan State had uh, fallen on hard times there. Maybe I'm misremembering a year where they won 10 games. Uh, 402, OU's biggest issues in their losses were special teams running back and the OC calling plays scared. That's kind of what I was referencing there a little bit is, OU had their issues last year. I just, I don't think their biggest issue right now is is NIL. Like, they've just, they got to get more discipline. They got to get better on special teams. They just got to, now offensive line could help, clearly, when we're talking about next year. But I, I just don't look at the biggest issue of the program right now as, uh, as NIL. Yeah, but you made someone drive off the road today in a ditch, so may, maybe it is. Not the first time either. <laughs> uh, a listener in the 918, and you brought up the text already about Michigan State, they did win double-digit games. It was the Kenneth Walker year in okay. 2021. But again, I totally for, forgot about that. Even if that were true, even if it were the case that that season for Michigan State came on the strength of – a major play into the transfer portal, even if that were true, once again, microwave success. Because what happened the next year? Michigan State didn't make a bowl game, and then a year and a half later, Mel Tucker was fired. What did he get fired for again? (laughs) Do you really want to go into (laughs) No, I don't. I was just going to see if – I just wanted to see what you would say if I asked you on the show what Mel Tucker got fired for. Moving on from the state of Pennsylvania, PA Boomer Sooner says – if Hurd's number is bigger than anyone else's on the team, good move not to up the ante. Bingo. The, the number was quite large, and the LSU people called it as soon as it happened. The day he inserted into the transfer portal, um, LSU side was, yeah, he's, he's looking for cash here. This money's going to be a large amount. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I wish he would have picked OU. I think OU is a better football team moving forward if he's on the team, but... Look, we can sit here. Here's the thing, man. We can sit here and argue all day with each other, with the text line, how OU should handle the portal, or excuse me, NIL, what they should do. Here's the thing, though, Parker. Regardless of what I think or you think or the text line thinks, OU's not changing its stance. I just, I really, I don't think that's going to be the case. I'm not saying that you have to love it. Maybe you hate it. But I I think it's pretty clear how Brent's going to handle it. And just how the the football program in itself is going to handle it. That's, By the way, they do what they do. Do you remember, circa one year ago, how many hand wringing texts we got? How much time we spent on this show talking about David Stone and Michigan State? E- e- yeah, uh huh, yeah. Tuck coming is what Michigan State fans were saying at the time. You hear me? Like there were predictions, which you know is weird. There were predictions that favored Michigan State for David Stone. 
Well, like that was the thing. And they they had just gotten in the previous uh, recruiting cycle by Job. Yep. So I think that that scared some people that they got by Job from uh, which that was interesting circumstances there, right? Sure. I mean, a lot of people who didn't pay attention said, "Whoa, Mel Tucker." Got that level of defensive player from Norman, Oklahoma? Gee, well, okay, interesting circumstance there. He wasn't necessarily a Norman native, really. He hadn't lived here his entire life. So, yeah. But I, to answer your question, I do remember when that was a thing. It was Michigan State, then it was Miami towards the end. This 405 listener says, Texas has been recruiting well, but this transfer portal for them screams microwave and going all in for this upcoming season. Yeah, if you're going all in for one season – a la Ole Miss right now. Your goal at that point is microwave success. Like, you're not trying to build anything sustainable. What you're trying to do is sell out for a championship. I don't think that's going to happen at Ole Miss. But let's say Ole Miss has a good enough season to get to a playoff. Well, guess what? It's worth it. They got to do it all again next year from scratch. Cherokee Sooner says, I think people forget the fact that TBOW and his cronies did more damage to this program that can be fixed by NIL and the portal. Brent and his staff are trying to fix it the right way, and that's not necessarily the easiest way. Good text. <laughs> the good text, but who do you think of when you think of Muleshoe's cronies? Benny Wiley. Benny Wiley. And the Kettlebells. And the Kettlebells. They're two separate. You think of Clark Stroud and Dennis Simmons. Those are the cronies. Oh, mm. God, Big Rich and OKC said, is by Job still at Jurgens? Oh, my. You? Come on, oh, Big boy. Rich. Jeez. Elite. If you don't, if Elite you, you don't know what we were talking about three minutes ago, well, there's a, there's a hint for you. Uh, do, not, do not Google it. Do not, do not Google it. <laughs> please. Please do not. <laughs> 405-651-3439. That is really funny, Big Rich. Very, very, very well done. All right, we'll talk about Cruton in 2025. Some hilarious tweet responses to USC introducing their new defensive staff. Oh, yeah, those are good. We'll get to all that and more coming up next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, Ref Army, listening nationwide via the free KREF app. Just search KREF in the App Store. Listen to the ref wherever you're at on the go. Warminster, Pennsylvania is tuned in today. Hinesville, Georgia. Pasadena, Texas. Houston, Missouri. Chicago, Illinois. Rogersville, Tennessee. Arcoma, Oklahoma is our small town of the day today. Um, I, uh, I need your help on something just, just real quick. I'm doing something for a uh, segment during the rush. Okay. Now, I think you and I have a bit of a different opinion as to what's about to happen at, at, at Alabama. I think you believe things, for the most part, are still going to be okay in the near future for Bama, right? I do. With Kalen DeBoer. I, I tend to think there's going to be a little bit more of a drop-off. So I'm trying to find like eight coaches in more of the modern era, like from, I don't know, kind of like 1975, 1980 on, and look at a legendary coach and what happened immediately after they left the school. How do you feel about this list? Bear Bryant, Barry Switzer, Bobby Bowden, Steve Spurrier, Pete Carroll, Bob Stoops, Tom Osborne, and then I'll throw in like Woody Hayes as well. You think that's a pretty good group to see what happened immediately yeah. after they left yeah, that school? Yeah, I sure do. Mac, Frank Beamer, Phil Fulmer, you think I need to add any of those three, or you think the 
original list is is pretty good. It gets the point across. If I were to add anybody from that list, it would probably be Phil Fulmer. But I think your original list is pretty solid. Okay. Well, I've uh, started to gather. Not not everyone's been a just a huge bust. Some have uh, won a yeah, national well, championship after. I mean, shoot, I, offhand, I'm thinking about their successors, right? Obviously, we know what Mule Shoe did here at Oklahoma. But he is on the list, yes. Uh, Jimbo Fisher won a national title at FSU. <laughs> Frank Solich and Nebraska played for one yep. post-Osborne. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's there's some precedent for success. It, uh, it can happen, and it has happened, but there's also been some... Been some busts. Looking at you, Ron Zook. Ron Zook. Looking at you, Ron Zook. 23 and 14 in three years at Florida. Come on. After what Steve Spurrier had built. Yeah, so Lance Heard, though, in case you didn't hear that first segment, uh, being reported that uh, Tennessee going to be the move here, and that could happen rather quickly. Greg from Lawton says Mack and Fulmer both won a national championship. That is correct. A lot of Joe Paterno's on this list. Do you think I need to, think I need to add Joe Paterno on here? Well, I... I Yes, he is a legendary coach, but the circumstances of his departure at Penn State yeah. and his succession kind of make that an outlier because nobody could reasonably have been expected to succeed stepping into that situation at Penn State after he departed. Now, Bill Br- Bill O'Brien, to his credit, did pretty well, but there wasn't really... Like, there was no expectation of the standard remaining the standard for obvious reasons. I remember when all that happened. Um, I don't think it was right after Joe Paterno died. but He died shortly thereafter. You might remember this because you're from Nebraska. Nebraska went, they traveled to Penn State to play a game. I think immediately after all this happened or Paterno had just passed and Nebraska fans talked about how Oh my gosh, a, a game at Penn State. Nebraska and Penn State, that was awesome. But it was incredibly hostile and incredibly weird out there during that time, I think during the 2012 season. So yeah, it wasn't the easiest situation to take over in the PR nightmare, amongst other things that they had to deal with at the time. Uh, T-Bone in the text line, this goes back to the whole NIL discussion. T-Bone says, as long as Brent's driving the bus, I'll buy a ticket. Trust the process, and for the love of God, have patience. That's, patience is hard to find in in this sport these days. Patience is hard to find in society, yes. Tyler. Patience is all too uncommon these days. 310, when you tell someone not to Google something, they will Google it. That's like saying, don't Google photos of Steven Tyler's feet. See what that'll get you. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Like, you could, You it, could not convince me i'm not even somewhat tempted no that one no photos of steven tyler's feet Mm. definitely not something i feel like i need to see uh from the 580 you can't fix a crock pot problem with a microwave solution it's a good call that's that's a very good call you can't fix a crock pot problem with a microwave solution nick says people have to remember how difficult it is to win a national championship Eric in Dallas says, I love the way we're handling NIL because we're taking care of everyone trying to build a team, not individuals. Well, and I guess that leads into part of the NIL conversation as well. Like how, do, how does OU handle it, okay? We talk about how they should handle it or how they handle it right now is just fine. Well, how does OU really handle it? Is it fair to say OU handles NIL in terms of the big dogs out there in the sports – 
maybe not differently, but they're one of the programs out there that everyone gets a piece of the pie on the team, essentially. Like, there's probably some players making yes. more than others, but yes. it's shared around the locker room pretty Correct. significantly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. Here come the folks on the text line. No, no. Recruiting Boomer, formerly the Recruiting Doomer, says, Have patience. We haven't won a title since 2000. A 918 listener says, I see your be patient and raise you a sunk cost fallacy. (laughs) Okay, well, circumstances vary. For instance, right now, what's happening in Dallas with Mike McCarthy, that is the sunk cost fallacy. What's happening in Oklahoma with Brent Venables, definitely not a sunk cost fallacy. I don't know know why you had to bring up that name today. I I was just trying to get past it, at least for an hour today, but... Yeah, Mike McCarthy's back in Dallas. Awesome. Hey, guess what's going to happen next year? What's going to happen next year? Oh, I'm sure they'll have an awesome regular season, and they'll get destroyed <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs again. Out in the wild card. Can yeah. I bet that somewhere? Like, Vegas sure holds all these lines at, like all these prop bets. I, I probably won't get great odds because it's happened for so many consecutive years now, but I'd like to at least put some money on something I know is going to happen next year. That'd be great. T-Bone says uh, microwaves equal rat poison. And 405 says, people do know it is illegal for colleges to handle NIL. Other, th- other people are telling us things not to Google as well. What, no. else, what else shouldn't I Google, just out of curiosity? Uh, Steven Tyler's toes. Mule shoes toes. Basically toes. Yeah. Like, I, I, there will never come, there is never, there has never been and there will never be a point in my life where I will find myself thinking, hmm. I really need to see photos of anyone's toes. Well, you will not find Parker Thune on Feet Finder, is what we found out today. Rex Ryan and I do not share that interest. <laughs> no Parker on Feet Finder anytime soon. Uh, ESPN had a story out today. College football true freshman to know in 2024. They have 12 listed. Guess what? David Stone was mentioned here. Not a big surprise, right? I, I think that he's turned into, he's probably been this for a while. But he he's ranked he he's one of the highest ranked players in the class, so that's kind of goes hand in hand. He's one of the more well known players, I think, nationally in that uh, 2024 class because of the way that he performed in Orlando, because he played at IMG, because he's a five star, because he's out there on social media. Like David Stone's pretty well known, and ESPN said the Sooners will have depth at defensive tackle, especially with Jacob Lacey returning. But the defense could still use help up front as it moves to the SEC. Stone was the top-ranked defensive tackle in the class, and the Sooners fought to keep him in the class. He fits what Brent Venables wants in this defense. He's disruptive and can have an impact in the pass rush or in the run game. Despite the depth, Stone is too good to keep off the field and should be a multi-year starter for Oklahoma. Agreed. Agreed. When when is the last time, and maybe the answer is Peyton Bowen, but when is the last time an OU defensive signee has had this high of expectations going into a career at OU? Again, maybe you only have to think back to Peyton Bowen, but David Stone's, I mean, I the, mean, the hopes are pretty high for, for this one. Circumstantially, maybe Caleb Kelly? Yeah. Just because like, he was the first defensive five-star in a minute for Oklahoma, especially at linebacker, you know, like, and obviously, you know, that... That went sideways for reasons that were out of Caleb Kelly's control. But 
I would say maybe Caleb Kelly. CD from Hockley says, do not Google mule shoes brisk. Oh, we, I know. We've already seen Disgusting. that. Disgusting. Ugh. Rather look at Steven Tyler's feet yeah, than mule, mule shoes, shoes brisket. Mule shoes brisket is the Steven Tyler's feet of the barbecue <laughs> community. No doubt about no, that. No, I think you, um, I think you could be right about Caleb Kelly because you won that uh, recruitment over Notre Dame. That was a that was a big big deal, and in a time where, yeah, five star defensive players just weren't weren't really happening. So we may we may have to go back a a, a decade. Then. Oh gosh, That's Buki it. text line says Buki. Well, some uh, certain yeah. assistant coaches really uh, really got the hype on that one going. There was a comparison to Roy Williams that was made before Buki's first game. Oh, Bob yeah. Diaco. He was not Bob oh, Diaco. Dang it. <laughs> he was not. It was not handsome, Bob. Don't get your hopes up too much. Uh, this listener in the 402 <laughs> says, Carl's Jr. disagrees with you, Parker, as far as looking up pics of toes. Oh, jeez. Niche text. Yeah. But a good one. Uh, Tommy Harris says, Sooner Stew, last defensive player that if, that's had this big of expectations coming in. And, well, if that's true, that's over, that's over 20 years now. But David Stone, yeah, he'll have high expectations. Not for year two. Not for year three. David Stone's got high expectations in year one to come in and play substantial snaps. I will say this. I think there is a substantially higher chance that both David Stone and Jaden Jackson are integral factors in the defensive tackle rotation than neither David Stone or Jaden Jackson are integral factors. I I would definitely agree with that at this point with uh, where where the defensive line's at. Not that it's in terrible shape or anything, but – it just it, it looks like both those those two are going to play a lot. Any update on what's going on with them in the in the Polynesian Bowl? I don't know. I'd love to be there, but it, I know we should have had a road trip to Honolulu. We'll do it next year. Cover the Polynesian Bowl. Okay, I'm down for that. I mean, you okay. you went to San Antonio and Orlando. Why can't we go to Honolulu? That's probably why. Which I didn't is it? Is it? Is it five hours behind? It's five hours behind. So local time <laughs> of us doing this, this show would be. It's all right. Get it out of the way and just hang out the rest of the day. It'd actually be awesome. I know. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More Cruton. We'll look at the 2025 commits that OU has right now. It's the number four class, according to Rivals. Who do they got already in the class? We'll uh, give you an idea on that coming up next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune. More fallout at Alabama. Today, a 2024 signee, top 100 player in the 2024 class, Jameer Grimsley. He's uh, he's out at Bama. He's not going to take any visits, though, Parker. He's, he's going to Florida. He's going to Florida or LSU, apparently. So he's you say he's Florida. going to Florida. Six foot three, 187 pound corner. Not going to take any visits. Just going to announce a commitment. There you go. Top 100 player leaving Alabama and going to Florida. Pulling a Kendall Daniels on us, man. What a uh, again! I don't feel bad for their fans. I do not feel bad for Bama fans. How could I? They just had an incredible run. If they have two or three down years, they'll, they'll be fine. Welcome to the rest of the college football world. But they're not just losing players; they're going to they're losing players and they're going to other SEC schools. Jameer Grimsley, you say he's going to Florida? Okay. Caleb Downs, everyone thinks he's going to Georgia. Uh, what, the wide receiver, uh, Isaiah Bond, leaving Alabama, going to Texas. They're not just losing players. They're going to other SEC schools that they're going to have to face here moving forward. Iowa's NIL raised over $100,000 yesterday. Hmm, I wonder why Iowa's NIL 
raised over $100,000 yesterday. Well, well, well. Hmm. They see a certain uh, Iowa product hit the transfer portal, trying to bring him back home from Alabama, Caden Proctor. huh? Missouri did uh, visit Isaiah Mosey. Do we have another OU-Missouri recruiting battle on our hands for 2025? It's OU... Oregon, Tennessee, and Mizzou that are going to battle it out for Isaiah Mosey. With all due respect to Isaiah Mosey, and he's a very good wide receiver. We know where OU's at wide receiver-wise in 2025. They've got, like, what, four high-level offers out there and maybe just one spot left. This would not this would not be the Williams-Winary disappointment if this, this one doesn't go your way. But would you still like Isaiah Mosey? Yeah, absolutely. You'd love the, uh, the OU legacy in your class. Ohio State visited Michael Fasusi. Felt like that one's been OU in Texas, but if Michael Fasusi signs with this class, and there's a chance that could happen, he could end up being your highest-rated player in this class. We'll see if the Buckeyes can get in on that one or not. And uh, like I said, Caleb Downs more than likely headed to Georgia. Terry Bussey, I guess the thought at the Polynesian Bowl is that he's going to stick with Texas A&M. Really? There was a fact or fiction on that today on Rivals, and he's still got a few visits coming up. Before the second signing day, I think that's on February 7th. But, um, yeah, I guess the, the thought out there, anyway, is that he's going to stick with, with A&M. I'll believe it when I see it. OU's 25 class, because we're kind of moving on to 2025 now. Nine total commits, the number four class, according to rivals, and the two highest-rated players are both Oklahoma kids. Elijah Thomas, the wide receiver from Shakota, six foot one, 183, and then Kevin Sperry, your quarterback commit, six foot one, one ninety eight. Both are rated uh, four stars, and those are the two crown jewels of the class thus far. And uh, you will find no disagreement from me on these rankings, Parker Thune. Elijah Thomas is a bad dude, and I like, still think he's a bit of a hidden gem yeah, man. in a lot of yeah, ways. Man. I think if he's playing in Texas, he may be top fifty in the country right now. He's a stud, absolute baller. I mean, Alabama offered a kid from Chicota, Oklahoma, before his sophomore year of high school was over. That's how you know a dude's legit. Yeah. Now, he's 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 good. He's he's really good. I, if they sign Michael Fasusi, that may be the highest-ranked player in your class, like I said. Um, if you end up getting the kid from uh, – oh, my God, who am I blanking on the kid from Galveston? That'll be here on, on Jonah junior Williams. day. Jonah Williams. He could be in contention as well, but Elijah Thomas is a star. And I'm interested to see if he continues to rise up the uh, rise up the rankings. Who's like who's maybe kind of the hidden gem now in this class? Would it be Alex Shield Knight out of Wagner, who, who's just a three star, but a three star defensive end? Man, I Owen Hollenbeck could I, be I that was as well. Say, it's either for me, it's either Alex Shield Knight or Owen Hollenbeck. I do think Kamari Moorstock is going to rise a lot, and so I don't even like he. he He's not even a major thought in my mind right now just because I'm already considering him a blue-chip caliber dude. Obviously, Alex Shield and I know and Hollenbeck haven't risen to that territory yet, and I don't think many folks nationally have gotten the chance to really see what it is about those dudes with their own two eyes that makes them worthy of blue-chip consideration. But, yeah, man, big fan of Alex Shield Knight's game and a huge fan of Owen Hollenbeck's game as well. I think those two dudes are going to drastically outperform their ranking when they get to Oklahoma. So they're in a good spot right now. On January 18th of this recruiting cycle, 2025, OU's, OU's in a good spot, top five right now with nine commits. 
Uh, Sooner Smitty says, is OU in on the 2025 linebacker out of Goodland, Kansas? Sooner well, Smitty, that's my favorite player in this class. He's not a linebacker, but yes, the Sooners are in on Lincoln Cure. I'm just convinced, and I saw that. I'm like, he has to be talking about Lincoln Cure. It's, it's, it's Goodland, Kansas. Yes. I'm I mean, convinced at this point he can just play anywhere that he wants. <laughs> Lincoln Cure. How can you not love a man whose name literally translates to Brent Venables? <laughs> Lincoln's Cure equals Brent Venables. 704 from North Carolina. Oklahoma will be top three or four in the SEC next year. Booma. Well, a lot of way too early projections. I saw one today. Another one, different from the one we talked about yesterday. Uh, OU number eight, way too early SEC power rankings. Just in front of Kentucky, just behind Tennessee. But I like the positivity there. Lamar from the 918 says, I believe Jaden Nickens is the most underrated for 2025. For, I, I think for me, the jury's still out a little bit on Jaden Nickens. Because he's still, to me, he's still a basketball dude playing football. And the athletic traits and tools are off the charts don't get me wrong he is supremely athletic but I gotta I gotta see him morph into more of a football player than sheer athlete fortunately he's still only a junior in high school and with the depth that Oklahoma's gonna have at wide receiver by the time he enrolls he's gonna have plenty of time to do that and so I he's at an least athlete. at least right now I don't necessarily look at Jaden Nickens as somebody that shows up and he's making plays from day one. I think he probably needs a year or two, but long term, especially with Emmett Jones coaching, yeah, the ceiling's really, really high for that kid. Didn't he have a pick six against Washington in the state championship game? He did? Yeah. And they got to the state championship game because he had that walk-off kick return. That's against, right. Uh, yes. Who were they playing? I can't even I can't. Kiefer. I don't remember. But Kiefer. Yeah, he's, he's super athletic, man. He really is. A 405 listener says, Mizzou fans truly believe they're a factor for Caden Proctor. Someone get them help. <laughs> I, I, they feel like they're hot right now, man. They feel like, hey, let we got drink the hot hand cook, baby. Point. Oh, gosh. Please don't tell me that I'm going to see a T-shirt up there next year that says, let drink cook. Oh, no. I didn't think about that. The t-shirts that they're going to have next year celebrating the coach that we all hate so much. Please go win that game. Please, God, don't go up there and lose that game next year. No way. Ugh. 405, uh, let me see if I'm finding here. Just got in the car. Is OU in on any offensive lineman? That's uh, Mike Hill from Logan County. Well, in the 2025 class, uh, lots, uh, Mike Hill. If you're talking about the transfer portal right now, I mean, as it sits currently, I mean, not not really. I mean, you're technically in on Lance Hurd, but he's about to go to Tennessee. Yeah. So just wait till that uh, second portal cycle, or stay tuned to uh, what's what's available because what's available right now in the portal, um, in in terms of like the best players, Caleb Downs is the best player currently in the portal. Caden Proctor's number two. He's an offensive lineman, but probably going to Iowa. Jabbar Muhammad from Washington. Parker Brailsford, he's an offensive lineman from Washington. And then Will Rogers, the quarterback, who was at Mississippi State, was at Washington for a couple of weeks, and now is back in the portal. But I have, have you heard anything on any OU interest at all for Parker Brailsford out of, out of Washington? There is interest. That's really all it is. Because, again, like, you have to 
and especially for me with where I stand evaluating these individual portal situations, convince me, convince me that these guys that get in the portal from Washington and Arizona aren't just following their former head coach. And that, that could definitely be the case, especially with the spot Alabama's in right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, that could – because here's the deal. Alabama, they don't have a, a ton of players to choose from right now. And I think the – I think that Brailford kid maybe has three more years of eligibility he remaining. Does. Yeah. So that, that might be an ad that, the, that they would really want. Uh, Luke from Dallas says, if BV decides the value of players and what they're worth, how does that work considering they aren't supposed to be involved with the collectives? Okay, running the collectives and being involved with the collectives are two entirely different things. You are kidding yourself if you think college coaches aren't involved with the collectives. Obviously, they're touching base on a regular basis with all of those folks to coordinate the efforts. They just can't be the ones to actually offer. It's all semantics, right? Like sure. We all understand what's going on. We all understand how the sausage gets made. The NCAA squeezed all the toothpaste out of the tube already. Like, it's all out there for all of us to see. Even, like, even the things that technically have to be loopholed, if you will, even if you've got to find workarounds for stuff, it's all very easy to do, and it's all very easy to perceive. Uh, by the way, this texture for the 918 says, Iowa going to get Caden Proctor, and they don't even have an offensive coordinator. Simply amazing. Well, yeah. maybe that's why they're getting Caden Proctor, because they don't have an offensive coordinator. Yeah, is that, is, that a, is that a positive for recruiting? <laughs> like, if you have to have the choice between no offensive coordinator or Brian Ferentz as offensive coordinator, what are you taking? Uh, no offensive coordinator, please. Zero offensive coordinator. Yeah. 405-651-3439 is the text line. We'll get to more of those, more Cruton, coming up next. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in El Reno, bringing the sour of Locked In. Dorsey Jones, they sell Buicks and GMCs, which are some of the best trucks and SUVs on the road. Check them out in El Reno. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC. If you've never heard the name Cam McCormick, well, you've had nine years to do so. I guess eight <laughs> years, technically. Miami tight end Cam McCormick announced today he will return for his ninth, no, seriously, his ninth season of college football. He was in the same high school recruiting class as Rashawn Gary, Nick Bosa, and Jalen Hurts. And yes, for those wondering, mm-hmm. this is a first in the history of college <laughs> football. He battled through season-ending injuries in 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021. So four times in his career, he's had a season-ending injury, and dude just keeps coming back for more. Hey, credit to that kid, man. Like, <laughs> man. That's <laughs> two, two season-ending injuries would compel most guys to consider quitting, let alone three, let alone four. Four, man. Jeez. Cam McCormick, come back to Miami for season number nine next year. From the 405 on the text line, who would the candidate be – for the potential Michigan job, as Harbaugh is obviously trying to go to the NFL, could become crazy. Sharon Moore, they could promote yeah. from within. That's that's the easy answer. A name from outside that I keep seeing, not like hearing from Michigan sources, but people theorizing who, who it could be. Yes, Brian Kelly from LSU, but also Lance Leipold from Kansas. Really? How do you feel about that one? Does Lance Leipold leave Kansas? Because... I I think you do for Michigan. Well, at that point in his career, though, I I 
what I've been told is that Lance Leipold likes the stability that he has at Kansas. And obviously he's already done enough there that he has job security for a long, long time. So with him being an older guy, does he really have a desire to move on from Kansas after, what, three seasons and jump headfirst into succeeding Jim Harbaugh at Michigan? I don't know. I can't answer that question. Maybe so, maybe A lot of money in a big-time blue blood program. Be tough to turn down. Yeah. I I think it would be Sharon Moore if – Jim Harbaugh does leave for the NFL, which I'm told is there's a very good chance that happens. This text from the 704, this NIL situation will make certain college coaches reconsider the NFL. Look what it did to Nick Saban. Oh, I agree, but let's not limit it to just college football. I think we've already seen it happen in college basketball a few times and maybe some other sports as well where NIL is a thing, but... Yeah, I, dude, it, it still blows my mind. Actually, I, it really doesn't. I guess it just makes me laugh. Clemson still does not have one single portal ad this cycle. And the amount of players in the transfer portal has been insane. If Clemson wanted a player, I'm, I'm guessing they could have gone and found one. Not one single ad from the portal for Clemson. Dabo is, he ain't, uh-uh, he not bending, man. Dabo's doing it his he is, way. Uh, he is standing on business like Eli Drinkwitz <laughs> in a very different way. You ain't changing, Dabo Sweeney. Nope. It's the way he does things, man. He's gonna. He, he may go down, but he's going to go down with his principles intact. And I know that some people don't just love how Brent handles certain situations, NIL, portal, whatever, but imagine if Dabo was your head coach, how frustrated you would be. Ugh. Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref.